Welcome to the Breaking the Barrier podcast. This is episode 83. This podcast is sponsored by Generation UCAN, the smarter energy nutrition that's powered by Superstarch, a slow-release complex carbohydrate that uniquely delivers steady, long-lasting energy to keep you fueled and feeling good. Visit generationucan.com.au and use the coupon code BREAKINGTHEBARRIER for 15% off your first order. That's generationucan.com.au and use the coupon code BREAKINGTHEBARRIER. Listeners of the Breaking the Barrier podcast can now also enjoy a 10% discount on these Spartan races. All you have to do is go to spartanrace.com.au and enter any race that you want and enter the code Breaking the Barrier upon checkout when entering for that race and you will receive 10% off. That's spartanrace.com.au and use the coupon code Breaking the Barrier. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Breaking the Barrier podcast. I'm Andrew. That I'm Zach, and that's a lot of energy, Andrew. I'm very surprised, but awesome. Sorry, it's 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 been a weird day. It has been a weird <laughs> day. It's a weird 24 hours, let's be honest. Yeah. How are you going? This is an emergency pod. This is an emergency podcast. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm good. It's actually funny. I On my way from the lounge room to my office, I hit my 10,000-step goal. Wow. Good on you. Yeah, that's my uh, my garm. Yeah, my garment started vibrating. Made me think I was having a heart attack, as it does. And but yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's it's an emergency. It's emergency podcast. There's a very funny message I got from you, obviously, the other day. For those of you who don't know, um, Victoria obviously went back into lockdown, and I got a message from Zach saying, "Oh, look what's going on. Should we do an emergency podcast?" And I was just like, "Yeah, the world needs us." Yep. Two days later, we did the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> It was an emergency, but we're also very busy slash lazy. I think last night, That's right. by the time you messaged me to say, are we doing this? I'm like, listen, I put a movie on. I'm 15 minutes in. I'm committed. Um, I've got to work out what happens to the Transformers. So yeah. yeah, well, that's, I mean, obviously that's what matters. Yeah. So, But no, um, <coughs> Melbourne, Victoria, we broke it. Sorry. Yeah. That was not a COVID cough, everybody, by the way. That was just... <laughs> I'm swallowing coffee the wrong way. Well, we are actually doing this over Zoom because you said you were feeling a bit sick. And we, even though yeah. I'm technically, actually, I don't think I'm allowed to come visit you now, am I? No. We're going to have to break no, we're this back down. In stage three. We've got no idea where we are now. No, we have no idea where we're at. Yeah, but yeah, I've been feeling under the weather. Matter of fact, uh, I, I'm going to get uh, tested tomorrow. I went yesterday or today. Wait, no, I went yesterday. And I went to uh, the site over at the plaza. And I waited for like a long time in the car. Now, I've, I've done that before. I got tested a few weeks ago as well. Uh, but this particular time, I waited and waited and waited. And I got to a certain point And then they were just like, we're done. We're not going to test anymore. And I was like... And I think it was because uh, they had so much traffic that it was like leaking out into the street or something. So, I'm, But I was just like, you know what? I'm... I'm off the street, obviously. I'm like halfway through. Can we just do this? Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to go tomorrow. I I'm booking, in the queue, so. you're like. I'm not out on the street. I'm in the queue. I've been no, here for a while. That's right. Yeah. That's right. I'm not just some vagabond off the streets. I'm in the queue. Yeah. So, so you've had the COVID yeah. test before. You've had the big... I've had the COVID test before, yeah. And uh, it sucks. Yeah. It makes the eyes water is what I hear. Mm. 
Yeah, it makes the brain tickle because they <laughs> stick that swab so far up your nose. It's like you're being mummified. I was talking to a lady I work with today and she had it done. And I'm like, what did it feel like? She's like, I really felt it in my ear. And I'm like, what do you mean you felt it in your ear? And she's like, because they went so far back in my sinus cavity that they started to hit that bit where the ear and the nose all joins up. And I'm like, okay. Dude, I, yeah, I, I've heard some interesting stories. Like a friend of mine had it done and she was just like, yeah, they made me bleed. I'm like, oh, what? what would they like stab your brain? She's like, no, but I definitely felt something pop. Uh, obviously, it wasn't her brain, I've but not heard that like, I, I, no, I, I feel like because it's such a sensitive area, like one degree off, and you're causing, you could cause some damage. Mm. So I guess you got to be really um, qualified to do that, and or just really angry at something. Yeah. You know, so maybe let, let's let's set, so maybe let's talk with us for this episode. Let's um, lead with not let's not bury the lead. Let's talk about what's happened and how we found ourselves back in COVID and all that sort of stuff. And then we'll do some shout outs at the end because people have still been continuing to go above and beyond and keep training even throughout all this. And then finish up with a little update from the two of us. Um, yeah. But yeah. So so Andrew, who broke it? Who broke Melbourne? Oh, dude, <laughs> everybody broke Melbourne. You know. Uh, Victorians just, yeah, I think, here's what I suspect happens, happened. Uh, it's just everybody started, and I've been talking to people about this, people have just been acting as if this thing doesn't exist, and they've been going around their day, about their daily lives. I, I, I replied to a comment, it was, uh, Shani made a post, uh, and somebody wrote something on it, uh, and I don't ever reply to this stuff, but... My response was basically something like, you know, people keep acting as if the quote-unquote lockdown suburbs are the only suburbs that are susceptible to this thing and then going around their daily life just, you know, doing their thing. That's selfish. That's what that's what the problem is. So you can imagine what his comment was. Mm. But, yeah, it's just people, you know, pretending it doesn't happen. I, I mean, down the street, I've heard parties... Pretty much every weekend since we eased restrictions. Pretty much. Since, like, since restrictions eased, it was pretty much back to normal. I don't think anyone was mm. maintaining the 1.5 meter social distancing. I don't think people no. were... I think what they're saying a large part of the cause is, is that family groups would get together. They wouldn't observe the 1.5 meter when they were together in a family group. And then you've got large groups of families and friends who are then going and visit other family groups. And it's not that, it's not that they're doing anything different, but they're just, you know... It, just because the restrictions had been left didn't mean you go out and you could start seeing everyone again. You still were meant to That's stay right. home, if possible. There was still work from home encouraged. And a bunch of people mm. just went, well, no, that doesn't really matter. This doesn't apply for us. Yeah. I'm going to go see yeah. my uncle on the Saturday. I'm going to go see my other uncle on the other Saturday. Then I'm going to go see my auntie on the Sunday. And next thing you know, one person has infected three barbecues and they've gone and seen someone right. and they've seen someone. And yeah. That's right. It's We're in a time right now, and everybody's pissed off, especially in America, about wearing masks. It's a violation of my rights. It's like, guess what, people? You're in a time of a pandemic right mm -hmm. now. Your rights have to just chill out for a second. You can't mess with this thing. Yep. Uh, and that's what everybody, that's the, that's the mindset. It's just like, I'm not going to allow you to infringe on whatever. And I'm going to do whatever I want. And so, well, you know what? This is this is what happens. People keep jumping on the internet going, oh, I wish so-and-so, I wish the premier of Victoria wasn't doing this. I'm like, well, what did we do last time we were in a global pandemic that worked so much better than this? 
because yeah. you know we're making this. I don't. Up as we I go. don't remember a hundred years ago. No. Yeah, exactly. You know, we said that a couple of weeks ago. There's no plan here. There's no okay. Well, now we turn to page seven. They're really having to figure this out as we go. That's it. And he's doing the best he can. I would not like to be a politician in the best of times. I don't think. But right now, I would hate to be in politics. It. Like because exactly, uh, Dan, uh, Daniel Andrews, Scott Morrison, they're getting so much of the brunt of people's frustration, and they're well aware of it. Yep. You know, I know. I think I think Scott Morrison is definitely very well aware of it, and, and it's not anything. It's not their fault. They're trying. You know, it pisses me off because people are always complaining about how the government never steps in and looks after them or helps them or gives them assistance, and then finally, when the damn government does, yep. they don't want to borrow it. <laughs> so. Yep. Uh, it's, it's, Chill out, y'all. Yeah. So it's so we're back in stage three. It's it's interesting. Last time it was all of Australia was basically in stage three, and then different states lifted yeah. it at different times. Victoria, about what six weeks ago, basically went okay. We're lifting the restrictions. We're opening pubs. We're opening cafes. We're opening gyms. Yeah. And that's when the wheels fell off, and everyone just went yeah. oh, okay. Well, I guess everything's open again. Back to normal. And well, it was only two weeks ago that they did gyms. Re- it was two, actually. It was only two weeks yeah. ago. Man. It was a good two weeks. <laughs> this is why we don't get nice things. Um, I know. <laughs> and, and so now what they've done is they're not locking down all of the state of Victoria. They're locking down the metropolitan uh, regions, yeah. which is the suburbs yeah. and the municipalities and the, the local councils that are right. metropolitan Melbourne. They're not locking down rural Victoria but no. New South Wales is not letting anyone in for Victoria. Queensland is not letting anyone in for Victoria. Uh, ACT is not letting anyone, anyone in. Northern Territory is not letting anyone in. Um, the only way we are the undesirables of Australia. Yeah, um, Victoria likes to think that they're better than the rest of Australia, and I reckon the rest of Australia is just <laughs> laughing at us right now. Absolutely <laughs> laughing at us. Oh no! That's this is what funny. it feels like to be from the South in America, I guess. Wow. <laughs> I'm not touching that. <laughs> you know people from the <laughs> South. I know no one. And besides, they can't get to me anyway. Come at me. That's, see you in that's 12 fair. months. <laughs> see you in 12 months when you forget about it yeah. and there's nothing you can do about it. But if you do hold a grudge that's for 12 funny. months, good on you. It's good to have that focus. Fair. Yeah. That's right. Come um, at him then. So we're back in stage three, which means do not travel except for work, um, having to get care or provide care, essential shopping and exercise yeah. but exercise is a little different this time and we'll, we'll touch on that you in can, a second yeah and you can i believe visit intimate partners yes there's no bonk ban is what they're calling it no. so yeah interesting yeah so i don't know if That's that needs to be a regular bonk or it can be an initial bonk but there is no ban on it so like can you if you're hooking up with someone for the first time are you allowed to travel for that yeah no i mean i get what bonk means yeah. i'm just I'm, I'm, I've been married for 12 years. I'm very interested in the logistics of how this works for people who are able to go out and just... Have you, have you forgotten how to bunk because you've been married for so long? Is that... There's possibly that option as well, but I'm probably more concerned about what happens if you're on your way to meet a partner that you've met on one of these dating apps and you're like, uh, the officer pulls you over, says, hey, Andrew, where yeah. are you going? And you're like, oh, well, actually, officer, I'm off to meet a lovely someone. Um, and so I believe that my travel is covered under the bonk um, right. What happens if you don't? What happens if you don't bonk? Do you then get fined the sixteen hundred bucks? Does the police officer stay out the front until you close the deal? And if you don't, yeah, like, I, I think the way that it works is if you get stopped, there's you know they have those little dash cams. If you get stopped, you have to take that dash cam with you right to wherever you're going to prove that you have said 
have have had said bunk. Oh man, there's a whole series of like isolation COVID porn that could possibly come out over the next three months or so. That's wow. Yeah. Well, they've got okay fake taxi, so that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I that's firstly one. I didn't know I knew this much about this sort of stuff. Two, I didn't think we were going to go there on this pod quite so early. But I guess episode eighty four is where we decided. Listen, it doesn't matter anymore. Who cares? No. Is that is this is this episode eighty four? Is that what's happening? This is episode eighty four. Yeah. This is when we cool. really go um, breaking the barrier black, <laughs> working blue. Yeah. There you go. It only took a global pandemic for us to get there. Get us back on track, Andrew. How is exercise different <laughs> under this new restriction? Well, okay. So I believe that outdoor personal training can still go ahead. Uh, but again, social distancing rules. Mm. Obviously, gyms have closed, which is a bummer. I, you know, I had a great two weeks in my gym. It was glorious. You know, it was uh, it was just really interesting to see how many times Martin, the gym owner, was wiping everything down. But it's kind of... I feel really heartbroken for him uh, because it's just like... I mean, I, I know that that's got to put some stress on him. And I feel bad for the people that have just gotten back into the routine yeah. that now have to not... You know what I mean? But yeah, so basically, gyms are shut. Outdoor training is, I think, allowed under the... this. But it's uh, limited to one-to-one. So one to one, yeah, yeah, right. you can't do a group yep. of 20 or a group of 10 anymore. You can train one-on-one with a personal trainer and that's it. Right. Or you could exercise right. in a group of two. So this morning, Daryl and I went out for a run and that was it. It was just the two of us, one and a half meters apart, and we couldn't have had someone else come with us. Yeah. No. Oh, it's tough. It's tough. But do you know, it's... When I went back to the gym, it actually raises an interesting point. When I went back to the gym, I think I said this before, there were two types of people. There were the people who had sort of continued their fitness and were able to continue their fitness, whether they had equipment or not. And there were the people that just let themselves go. And within the people that let themselves go, there were the people that were pissed off and there were the people that were fine with it. Mm. You know, we, we spoke about that. And I think heading into this second lockdown, I think that that raises a an opportunity for people who didn't do it quote unquote right the first time. They have an opportunity to look after themselves this time for this next six weeks and figure out how to improve themselves and how to actually get on the track that they want to be. I challenge everybody listening that if you were one of the people that in the you, in the last lockdown you you put on some weight that you didn't want to put on or you didn't utilize your time in the way that you wanted to I challenge you to do it this time. You know, stay fit. Look up those body weight exercises. Go for those daily exercises, uh, exercise walks, jogs, whatever. Learn how to do something new. Uh, I, I spoke to a friend of mine the other day. She's learning she's learning new languages. She's already a multilinguist. She speaks like Mandarin and Spanish and like French and stuff, but she's learning new stuff with this extra time. She's had some time to write a new film. So I challenge everybody to not so much look at this as a punishment and, oh, woe is me. Look at it as an opportunity to take advantage of something that you might not have taken advantage of last time. Because when are we going to have this opportunity again? Yes, it sucks. Yes, it's bad. Yes, it's scary. But when are we going to have the opportunity again to stay home and have some quality us time you know yeah i, th- I, think, I think it's a, i saw a yeah. meme a couple of months ago which was if you were always blaming not enough time to yourself for the reason you didn't do it well this is telling you that wasn't the excuse it was never the excuse no, that right. didn't have enough time so i i yeah. congrats i think that's a really great great shout out to the community just yeah 
step up to the challenge. If you sort yeah. of didn't... We said this last week. The people who sort of said, oh, well, this is just a temporary thing. Well, we've proven it's not a temporary thing. And you said just then, when will you ever get this opportunity again? You might get this opportunity again in three weeks, four weeks. Like, who knows? This six-week um, isolation could extend. Um, other parts of the world or other parts of Australia that are not in isolation now, as we saw in Melbourne, it, it the spike happened so quickly. It was within yeah. this, like a week that we'd spiked again and we were back in lockdown. So just don't take it for granted. Nuts. No, no. And I, I, I just really challenge you to, to be stronger than you were on the other uh, than you are on the other side of this thing. So come out of this thing on the other side stronger than you are now. That's what we always um, say. That's, that's my goal. Learn and reflect. Learn from what that's you've it. done and try and apply it and try and improve it. Yeah. That's it. it. Um, I guess the other thing we learned from the last time you were in isolation is people don't hoard toilet paper. Don't panic buy. Don't go off and do that. Everyone just try and stay chill. We saw that happening over the weekend as well. And it's it's everyone. It's fine if we all just look after each other and only do our own little bit. We're not going to have a problem. No, like lockdown doesn't mean you can't leave your house. You can go shopping. You don't have to do any more shopping than you already are like you don't have to change anything nothing's changing don't do stupid shit just because yeah you yeah the only thing that should change for the better if you previously haven't had the time to cook for yourself and haven't had the incentive to go buy fresh ingredients and fresh fruit well now's an opportunity to try that and if you especially didn't do that in the first 12 weeks of lockdown well as andrew said here's the challenge try it this time just try something different for the better if you can. And if you, you know, really it. enjoyed the last 12 weeks or whatever it was of isolation and you thought you smashed it, well, great. Challenge you to go above and beyond. What can you do yeah, to get to 110%? Get better. Like for me personally, and I, I, you know, I improved my fitness. I mean, I maintained it for the most part, but I improved it a little bit. And now I've, I've gotten, I, I have a chance to go even more. You know, I'm, I'm going to see what I can do because now... Uh, I'm, I'm gonna. I, I know I can exercise. I've been eating healthy, so now I'm just gonna clean it up even more. Now I'm gonna take the next four to six weeks and take out all the unnecessary stuff in my nutrition, and see what happens. You know, I this time around, like our our last lockdown, I was having a, a bourbon or you know six every <laughs> night. <laughs> I saw the Facebook um, evidence the next day. Yes, <laughs> there you go. Um, and so this this time I'm not. Um, I've chosen. Uh, I haven't had anything to drink in a couple of weeks. Uh, well, not as consecutively as I had. Um, not that I developed a problem or anything. I was just like you know. Uh, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do things differently. I'm gonna take out the sour cream and the cheese, goofy stuff. Uh, take out the alcohol and see what happens at the end of the six weeks. Okay, so that's kind of your goal that you're going to try and do over this next six weeks or so is just focus on nutrition. Any particular um, aesthetic reason or gig you've got coming up that you can tease that you're aiming for, or is it just always be ready? It's always be ready, really. But, you know, I I think uh, I would like to do a couple of fitness shoots to add to my portfolio. I'm obviously uh, continuing my Melbourne Superman on Instagram, so... You know, I've got a couple of new costumes coming as well. So I've, you know, basically I have five suits that are made out of very, very tight material and you can't hide things there. And so my goal is to never basically have to feel like I need to Photoshop anything. And that's why I put up the pictures of myself that I do because I'm holding myself accountable. I'm letting you all know that it's possible to do this in this time with limited resources. And I'm I'm happy to say that 
I'm, I'm just putting up natural stuff. I might play with the lighting, but, you know, it's all me. And I'm really excited for that. And now my next goal is to basically, I had this conversation with my trainer. I said, look, when I work out, you know, every couple time, every couple weeks I see a new muscle pop or, you know, I just love what I look like when, when I've got that pump. And he's like, all right, well, the next goal is for you to look like that when you're not working out. Mm. Okay, that's cool. So that's that'll be that. So that's where we're headed. That's yeah. That's, you, that's what I'm working. You're gonna for. have to do that at home with you. The last set of dumbbells in Melbourne. Yeah. Well, I, I ordered another pair. I have a twenty a pair of twenty kilogram dumbbells coming. And I ordered a bench. I did order a bench. Um, so I basically got everything that I had plus the twenty kilogram dumbbells. And in terms of my running, I'm. I'm still not distance running. No. Uh, I am running pretty much every day, so I'm running twice a day, but I'm not running any more than uh, like three kilometers at a time. So probably six days a week, I'm running around four to six kilometers. How's everything hold? How's the knee holding up and the IT band holding up with the running? Yeah, really, really well. Uh, so my basically runs for the day, and this is the same thing every day. I wake up and I'll do 15 minutes of um, not all out high intensity interval, but basically it'll be a minute of a really easy jog and then a minute at maybe a 4.45 to a 5 minute kilometer, then a minute at an easy jog. And I'll just do that until I get to 15 minutes. And that's my morning session. Yep. Then a few hours later, whenever I decide to lift uh, to do my weight session, I'll do that and then I'll head on the treadmill again and I'll do a really just very, very chilled 15 minutes. I don't do it for time. I just do it to get my heart rate to around 135 to 145. So it's just, yeah, it's just getting that extra movement, burning those extra calories. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm not, I don't think I've run longer than five or six K at all, how long, but I'm running almost every day. How long are you spending lifting when you do those sessions? Dude, um, I, I usually no more than 45 minutes. It's very rare that I'll go above 45 minutes, so it's maybe a, an hour. It's a tight but, hour then of a work, well, a weights workout and then just a cool down on the treddy. Well, uh, the, the treddy doesn't count in that time. Okay. Uh, so that's a, that's a separate 15 minutes. But basically it works out, I, I spend anywhere from 20 to 30 minutes per body part. If I'm, so if I'm, and that's main body part. So in other words, if I'm working out my chest, maybe it's 20, 25 minutes on my chest and then 15 minutes on my uh, my biceps and my triceps. So it's, yeah, it's about 20 to 30 minutes per big body part and 15 to 20 minutes on a smaller body part. Something like my shoulders, I might spend a little bit more time on uh, because they lack, uh, my, my shoulders kind of are my weaker body part. Um, and then my legs, I just blitz them as hard as I can on Mondays and Fridays. Yeah, so. just make it so you can't walk the next day. <laughs> That's, yeah, pretty much. I do Monday is my heavy leg day and Friday is my kind of endurance leg day. Mm, cool. So, awesome. Yeah. And then three days a week, I train my abs. <laughs> really? Three days a week? Yeah. God, maybe that's why you have abs. Could be. <laughs> I think it's also a little <laughs> bit nutrition as well. It's mostly nutrition, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's interesting because abs are not a muscle that you necessarily show off by growing them like your other muscles they're a muscle that you show off by erosion mm. and that's that comes from nutrition yeah so there you go cool and so um in terms of i guess the impact of being back in lockdown what does it mean for you 
with your career as like an actor and an entertainer and a creator and all that sort of stuff. Um, it was pretty yeah, tough the way it happened last time. And again, we're reading some interesting things in the news about it. Yeah, well, it's very interesting. Matter of fact, I actually do have a shoot scheduled for next week. It's a corporate film, uh, corporate video. Uh, this guy that I've worked with before. But it is, you know, it's social distancing. The shoot is very, very tight. Uh, I have to have a letter from them saying that this is... I, I, I have to have this letter... Is this because we're in stage three? We're not in stage two or stage one. When it was stage two or stage one, you couldn't do anything, could you, basically? No. In stage three, you can do it, but you have to have that letter okay. uh, saying that this is a uh, that something that you can't do from home, basically. Yeah. It's work that you can't do from home. Uh, so I'll be doing that. Impulse, unfortunately... It's it's tough. We were going to actually film on Saturday. Matter of fact, up until today, we were going to film on Saturday because we were able to do it. We did get permission to do it, but unfortunately, the venue that we were going to do it last minute today decided that they weren't going to let us go ahead with it. But you know, it's it is what it is. You know, the the um, I sent in an audition through my agent the other day. You know, she's still getting me self tests. I I, uh, I I was lucky enough to finish some fight choreography filming with the the guy uh the star wars guy wow um that was fun uh, that was basically that that demon mask that i showed you yes that demon prosthetic that whole thing i was in that for like nine hours uh that would have been sweaty which it wait you know it wasn't as bad it wasn't as bad as you'd think but it, it did get warm <laughs> when i started doing some of the fight choreography I'll, i won't lie but People always ask me, oh, is it really awesome being an actor? Do you, is it glamorous? It's like, no, I was on set for nine hours, and I was probably filming for about 20 minutes. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. How much of that was in the chair, getting the prosthetic put on? Oh, that one was easy, yeah. because that one, uh, it's mostly the slip-on. The, 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 the stuff that they have to really work on is around the eyes and the lips to glue, mm. to glue things on. So that was like a 15-minute process, really. So most of my time, I was just sitting on the couch just like snoozing away waiting for my call to get on set and to get my ass kicked basically <laughs> cool so it sounds like yeah. you've got a, a slightly more informed perspective going into lockdown the second time around in terms of what to expect from work and your fitness and all that sort of stuff yeah and i think that that is that is that's another advantage of having you know now that some precedents are being set i think it's easier for people now to figure out what we need to do to stay uh, active and 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 um, and working. You know, stay uh, stay employed. You know, yeah. Whatever the word I'm looking for. Uh, so yeah, it's it is definitely it's a new world right now. I don't know, I don't know how long it lasts, but it's definitely interesting. It's very 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 interesting mm. and. Uh, who knows after next week when my next shoot will be. But I, the good thing is, while this is going on, there is a lot of creativity happening behind the scenes. So it gives us a lot of time, whether it's working on Impulse or the other stuff that I'm working on or stuff that my agent's getting me. I know that by the time I get there, it's going to be a really quality shoot. It's going to be a quality, some quality content because all it is right now is creative behind-the-scenes planning. And um, and people are going to be so excited to get back together in front of the camera. It's just going to be like this explosion of, of energy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, mm. yeah, that's that's happening. Um, that's about that's about it. I, yeah, I've, 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 I've developed a really unhealthy 
habit of collecting pop vinyls. You know those little the little figures uh, with the big heads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I've gotten like I have like nine Superman ones now. I've got like I've got almost all the Power Rangers. I've dude, no, I've got like eight on the way. I've, <laughs> what? What? What happened? Does, do you want? I don't know. Is this man. a cry for help? I, do you want to talk about it? Or I, we've, we've established you don't I, have I, a drinking problem, but do you have a pop vinyl I, problem? I think I have a pop vinyl. I think I have a pop vinyl <laughs> problem because I, dude, I, I swear to God, I, before this lockdown took hold again, I was, uh, I went to the pop culture warehouse in Geelong like four times <laughs> in the space of three days. It was just, I don't know, man. I like, I swear to God, I have eight on the way still. And I'm still looking at more to buy. All Superman ones or all... Mo- um, mostly Superman ones at the moment. And there's a lot of Superman ones you can buy. Like, you'd think that how many Superman versions oh, of these they things They do like get, four versions but... of every one. So it's like... Dude, yeah. it's, cr- it's crazy. And yeah, I mean, it all started with Ash who bought me a Darth Vader one from Rogue One. This was like three years ago. And I never really gave it a second thought. But I buy her pops... For her birthday every year, at least two or three different cutesy stuff that she likes. And she also bought me a Power Rangers one last year. And then I I started getting involved in the cosplay community because I'm doing the Melbourne Superman thing. And all these people like have these pops. So I'm like, well, wait a minute. If I'm going to be Superman, (laughs) I got to, I got to. I gotta get my Superman game pop, my pop game going. Remember when peer group pressure just used to be smoking or you know taking drugs or something like that? Now it's you must have oh, no. hundreds of dollars of pop vinyls. Much more dangerous, <laughs> dude. I, I bought I, I I did like a black market transaction from some guy who lives in Werribee Serious? a couple like a week ago, dude. Like it was on the you know Facebook marketplace. Are you selling your body for pop vinyls? Is this what we're no not quite there just yet? Money, okay. But you know when you do like a, 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 a transaction on the Facebook marketplace, it always feels like a black market thing because it's freaking Facebook. But he, he was t- like, I bought like, th- th- uh, no, four from him. Uh, and he was telling me he's got like over 100 pops of just Dragon Ball Z stuff. Like some of these things cost him like $200. My friend Erin, actually, she's working on some of the costumes for Impulse. She's got an Iron Man pop. That is worth like $350. And it's not even that old. It's like three years old or something. You're not saying this with judgment either. You're saying this with a tinge of envy and jealousy. I can see it in your eyes. You're like, I wish I had that. I absolutely do. <laughs> I have searched eBay for the best possible deal on this thing like 50 times <laughs> and I can't find anything less than $300. Um, it's not, I'm not like okay, I feel. I feel like some. <laughs> I feel like some bad things are going to happen. I'm going to like I'm going to be like in the red light district selling my body. You're right. To make money for pops. Sir, where are you driving to? Oh, well, I I've I met this person and I'm heading over there for a bonk. Oh, is is that because you've been on Tinder? No, no, he's got a pop vinyl Superman camouflage edition that I need. So, you know, I understand, sir. Come on through. Yeah. It's just, it's it's not a healthy habit, but whatever. <laughs> well, you could be doing worse stuff, so I'm not going to cast stones. I've bought so many comic books over the last two weeks. It's just incredible. I'm just stacking up on all this stuff that I should have read over the last 10 years, and the boxes just turn up every week, and there's like another 10 trade paperbacks in there, so yeah. Where do you get your comic books? I've actually discovered a place called The Book Grocer, and you can get like okay. really good trade paperbacks for like 10 bucks, 12 bucks each. Like stuff that nice. it's a little bit older. Like it's stuff that's like four or yeah. five years old. But I don't care because I've kind of not read stuff for a long time. So now I'm getting back into it, uh, and I'll, I've just got this pile of like twenty five books right now. 
um, that I'm just slowly working my way through. And you can get some good classic stuff as well. Yeah, no, comics aren't good either. Andy and Maria bought me a, a couple comics, uh, three comics a couple weeks ago, two Superman ones and a Flash one. And that's also started a bit of a down... I'll send you a link to my hookup. Spiral. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So everyone who thought that they were listening to a couple of jocks for the last 84 episodes uh, have now just been well and truly that bubble has burst. There's a couple of... We are geeks. We're geeks. We really Big are. Geeks. Yeah. Massive geeks. That's a lot of fun. <laughs> There you go. We're going to change the whole layout of the podcast, and it's going to be all about geeky stuff. I mean, we've already done a Star Wars this is podcast. True. Let's be honest. Sake. Yeah, we've got to do the second one soon. Yeah. Um, forget fitness, yeah. geekdom. Now let's bring it back to fitness. Um, so guess. All so, right. so guess what I did after our last catch up. Uh, what did you do after your last catch up? Uh, did you go for a run? I went for a run. Yes, I entered my next race. Uh, oh what? I possibly jinxed us. Um, by entering my next race, and then three days later, the whole bloody Melbourne went into lockdown. But I was on the I was on the Facebook community, or actually, I got tagged on the Facebook community by our friend Dean, who had ent who had entered uh, a race up in Wangaratta, which is called the Ned Kelly Chase. And the way the way the Ned Kelly Chase works is that um, runners head off, and they try and finish as close as possible to midday. But at a certain point, they release people on bikes, and the people on bikes are given the numbers of runners and they try and chase them down. And so if the people on the bikes catch you, they give you a little green wristband. And I think the way it works is the person who finishes closest to midday but doesn't get caught by as many cyclists is somehow, quote-unquote, the winner. It's some complicated thing there where there's people riding, but the people riding can't ride too fast. And then you can't, like, you know, run too fast because if you finish too far away from midday, it doesn't count as much as if you finish close to midday. It's this big complicated thing that's got something to do with Ned Kelly. But, yeah... Um, Whatever happened to start and finish at the finish line? Apparently, is this a thing that that we're doing the road trip for, or well, not potential now. road trip? Yeah. So, so, so Dean said he was doing it, and so, so Dean entered the 100 kilometer race um, and told me that you know he'd found me my next race, and so I had a bit of a look at it, and so I have entered the 100 kilometer um, Ned Kelly Chase Ultra. So it will be late October 2020, hopefully. Um, and I think Dean and I are still working out. Dean's saying he's going to start at like 10 o'clock at night and try and finish at midday the next day, which I think he's being a little bit too conservative. I think he can go faster than that. Um, so he might come and join me. I'm going to start at midnight, and I'm kind of going to give myself 12 hours to do the 100Ks. And then uh, Daryl and Omar were thinking about coming up and doing the 50, and that's where we thought you might as well come along and we'll do a Breaking the Barrier road trip if we can. Yeah, Daryl's thinking that we, we can take his caravan. And we can have like a, okay. a caravan road trip, which would be absolutely awesome. Cool. Yeah. What kind of caravan does he have? Does he have one of those awesome ones? I hope so. I'm not going in it if we're not. Yeah. No. We have standards. He doesn't have like a fridge and stuff. It's going to be awkward yeah. when we get there and then we tell them to get out because we're the talent and it's our trailer. Uh, like it's Pretty our much. green room. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, that's how that works. But but, I mean. but now I have to put that whole what would a 16-week training plan look like for you to do an ultra that I spoke about last episode actually into practice. So, yeah, because you actually said probably don't do it, didn't you? I, I said don't do it if you were brand new. Um, yeah, right. Okay, and so okay. what I've done is my adductor injury that I had is feeling really, really good. So I'm going to just slowly start. Over the next six weeks of isolation, I'm going to start the build and try and come out of six weeks from now, come out with my mileage at about the 70, 80, 90 kilometers a week mark um, and then try and bring in some some really good solid long runs. Um, and it's funny because 
I was talking to Dean about it and I was like, well, if we do this at the end of October, that means I guess Melbourne Marathon is out at the start of October. And Dean said, well, mate, if you're going to do a 100K ultra, a 40K marathon's a warm-up. Like, that's a long run. So if Melbourne Marathon goes ahead, which I don't think it will, to I be honest, think it will. Um, I'd still probably do that, which would be awesome. Um, but I, I think the Ned Kelly run up in Wang, as we call it, will go ahead no matter what. Um, because it's going to be staggered start times. I'm just gliding straight past the Wang joke. It's too easy. We've spoken too much so about I was, bonking. I was, I was going to say, yeah, the Wang and bunk is different. So when you say as we call it, do you mean just you? I call it Wang, yeah. No, Wang's okay. a common thing. Not when you're talking about that. No, okay. I don't All think. right. Well, up in Wang Garata, um, I, think it, I think there's a good chance it will go ahead because one, first of all, it's in a rural area, so it's not subject to the lockdown right now. Two, the field size will be small and it'll be staggered. I think the biggest risk right now is could I actually leave metropolitan Melbourne to go to Wangaratta yeah. to participate in the damn run? So Yeah. Mm. <clears throat> but That'll be real. It's going to be really interesting how this goes. Yeah. yeah. So what's your – have you obviously – you're now within that 16 weeks. Have you – yeah. What's your what? What was your longest running week for the backyard ultra? Uh, in training. the in the training, oh, I think I did a couple of hundred and ten, hundred and fourteen k weeks. So will you will you aim for that? Or are you going to go? Higher? I might do a couple of weeks like that. I'm thinking at around about nine weeks from now, and then thirteen weeks from now. That's when I'll do my two longest runs, um, and I'll probably go out and do you know something around about five hours on the legs. Um, five five and a half hours on the legs, but it won't be all running. There'll be there'll be a fair bit of walking in there, um, and this Wangaratta course is flat, extremely flat. Not oh, I thought Brimbank was flat, and it turned out it's got hills in it. This is legitimately flat. Um, I think this is like Melbourne flat. Oh, flatter than that. over fifty kilometers. I think it's got just over a hundred meters of elevation. Really? It's flat. So I'm not worried at all about hills or anything. So um, yeah. I'll try and do a couple of long runs around about the five. Like if three weeks before I do Melbourne, that'll be a, a you know a 40k long run. And then if a couple of weeks before that I go out and do it, I do five hours or so on legs as part of a week. That'll probably mean that week will be somewhere over 100k's. But right now I'm just going to add 10% on each week build up over the next six weeks to get my base back to something good and then introduce that midweek long run and build out that quality long run on the Sunday that I spoke about uh, last episode uh, and go from there. So I, I think it's good. It's, I tell you what, it feels great to have something to train for. Even, yeah, that's awesome. Even if it gets cancelled a week before, just knowing that there's something out there and is a little bit more purpose, which is great. And worst case scenario gets cancelled, will you still do the distance? I might. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, Melbourne Marathon and Great Ocean Marathon this week were sending out to people who had entered uh, or who had entered before, what do you think about, what's your attitude towards COVID? Would you want to participate in an event of 20,000 people plus like Melbourne or participate in an event like Great Ocean Road where you've got to worry about the transport and all that? And it felt like reading between the lines on that server that they were trying to suss out people's appetite for a virtual run. Like how much would you pay for a virtual run and stuff like that? So that seems to me to be a fairly clear indication that um, Great Ocean Road and Melbourne Marathon probably won't go ahead as we've known them before. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't, it, it feels like a lot to train for a 100K run and then if it gets cancelled the week before, not do anything. So I think I would. But I think if it got cancelled a month out, I probably wouldn't um, try and do the 100K virtual. We spoke about it last time. It just doesn't really float my boat, to be honest. Um, yeah, yeah, fair enough. Mm. 
Mm. But I mean, unfortunately, you know, we're back into that reality of uh, Trails Plus. They were going to do their Yu Yang's run this month. That has unfortunately been deferred to times unknown. Um, not because we can't get to the Yu Yang's, even though the Yu Yang's is like three kilometers past the metropolitan boundary. It's just outside, yeah. $1,600 fine if you try and get there. So Yu Yang's are out. Um, unless you want to have a bunk in the Yu Yang's. Is that, is that okay? Yes, but I think the person who you're bonking has to live there. Okay. We're gonna do have you know to, anybody who lives in the I don't know. Years? We're going to have to do like a Breaking the Barrier mini where we just break down the bonk ban and the bonk rules. Okay. Yeah. Just, okay. Um, bonking the barrier. Bonking the barrier. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, Bright, my favorite uh, run festival up in Bright, they've had to cancel. Uh, so they were going to be late August and, yep, just too hard for them to put it on. So that sucks because that was one of my favorite um, events to get out and do. Um, so two of my favorite runs for the year will not be happening in 2020 so i don't think melbourne will so come on ned kelly let's uh let's try and do this late october that'd be good so what do we see here that did you go did you go skiing did we talk about that we didn't talk about that yet did we? no i went skiing um last weekend so as part of my um that's that's when i was away skiing when dean started messaging me to say hey you should enter this ned kelly run so i kind of um I, I went up to Mount Borbor, like one of the last weekends before we obviously all went down to isolation. So I went to Mount Borbor, which is about three hours away from Melbourne, um, and got there on the Friday, and it started snowing on the Friday afternoon, snowed all the way through to Saturday morning, and then we had... The mountain was under COVID restrictions, so they had restricted the number of people that could get on the mountain. They had restricted the number of people that could be on lifts and stuff like that when it was all happening, and then everyone was maintaining social distancing whilst you were there. What it meant was it was super quiet. And so for a while there, for like literally two hours, I was just catching the tow bar up to the top of the mountain, skiing down, going onto another run, catching that up to the top of the mountain, skiing down, going straight back onto the tow bar at the start of the first run, skiing up to the top again. I had like two hours solid of just up, down, up, down. As fast as I could ski down, I'd head back up again. It was amazing. The, the snow quality was was fine for Melbourne. There was a little bit of fresh stuff, but it was great. And we were just like the people I was away with, we were absolutely loving it. And we were all joking about, well, good thing we got this one in, not realizing that theoretically the ski seasons for Melbourne are just, they're gone now. For the next six weeks, no one from metropolitan Melbourne is going to be able to leave to go to the snow fields. And there's not enough locals around to support the snow industry up there in the Alpine district. So it's an absolute... The thing I, I hate about all this lockdown stuff is as a person who's working in an office, in a white collar job, who's not dependent on like, you know, a project funding, I'm not really affected by this. And I know a bunch of tradies who... Even though you'd think that you know they'd be at risk, they're actually fine because a whole bunch of building work is continuing to go along and they're getting a whole bunch of jobs. It's people in the hospitality industry, the customer-facing industry, the arts. They're the ones who are bearing 80 to 90% of the economic impact here. There's, I was reading articles where there's some parts of society who are not affected at all. And in some cases, they're saving more money now than they ever would. Like they're actually coming out of this financially better off. And then there's just other people who are just taken the whack all themselves I just, there's many cafes and businesses that we're not going to see again unfortunately no i went to uh i went to the park the other day mm. uh actually uh, i think two nights before like sort of everything kind of uh got announced you know i went with ash and we went to go celebrate our 
uh, quote unquote friendiversary uh, because you know it's, it's been a couple of years since we ended our intimate relationship and we've been friends ever since. Yep. Uh, so we were just celebrating that because uh, uh, that was the anniversary. So we went to the park and I used to work there actually, funnily enough. Uh, I worked there a couple years ago. I was there, uh, uh, I was a marketing guy for them. The park is a pub, by the way. It's not a random park yes. that people go right. to and hang out. Yes. That's creepy The, the and park weird. hotel pub. Yeah, no, that's, that's strange. Uh, and the guy, Nick, the guy, Nick, who owns it, uh, I was talking to him and he was just like, dude, I don't know what's going on. Like, you know, because it was empty. I mean, if, it, those of you who have never been to the park, after about 7 o'clock on pretty much any day, it is packed to the rafters, man. Like, it is always crowded. But it was empty. There was maybe three tables. And he was just like, dude, I don't, A, know what to do because it looks like we might have to close again. I'm not sure how we're going to make this work. And even if we don't close, I don't know ever, I don't know how much food I need to be ordering. Yeah. Like, because when you run a restaurant like that, you know, like I've, I've managed restaurants and I know on a week to week basis, day to day, how much food I need to order because I know what my trends are. But now he's just like, dude, I've wasted, I've had so much food waste wow. and my cost of goods has gone up so much because I just, people, you know, one week will be here and it'll be crazy and I'll run out of things or I'll try to make up for that and then they're back uh they, they don't come the next week and i have things go bad that i can't use yeah, unpredictability can kill a business like that like that's where you yeah. waste the little bit of money that you're making in the margins throwing stuff away and it's scary because i mean for him he's i mean he has built like i've, I've listened to the story about what he's done with this place like that place has gone under so many transformations mm. uh to the latest one with him and it's just really scary and really really sad that this awesome place could possibly not reopen again. And there's so many businesses. Like and that if right. that place folds, then there's 10 other places that will fold because that place had one of the, the really dedicated fan base. Like you said, it had regular nights yeah. where locals would go to. If that one can't survive this, then there's 10 other ones that definitely won't survive. Yeah. No, that's it. That's it. Yeah. It's just a scary thing. It's a tough time. Yeah, and that's and that's what and that's what the I think people need to start thinking about is yes, it sucks that you can't go out, and yes, you have the right to be doing what you want and whatever. But stop thinking about yourself, because the the more that I mean, think about yourself, but don't be so damn selfish. Like the more that we prolong this thing, the worse off it's going to be for people like Nick, for people like in the arts, for people who are in hospitality that will continue. People who own small businesses that will continue to suffer because people won't just pull their head in for five seconds and chill out for a little bit. Yeah. Like, I was um, you know. I was reading a post about someone who was um, talking about what's happening up in the ski fields. And he was saying, oh, I noticed that this local ski um, resort is not offering daytime passes during the week which means us locals in the area can't pop up to the mountain to go ski for a day um, it seems like just because the out of state you know the out-of-town tourists aren't coming in they're not supporting us and someone kind of wrote back and said well mate if you as a local decide to pop up randomly on a tuesday or something to ski for a day does that mean the ski resort should fully staff everything else um for the other five days of the week that you're not going there with no one else coming like it's it some of them are just can't afford to run these things anymore they can't afford to keep these things going because like you're made at the park 
if he orders all the food and puts all the staff on, but no one comes, he still needs to pay that money. So businesses aren't shutting down and restricting what they're doing to make life difficult for you. They're shutting down and restricting what they're doing to survive. So if you want to see them again next year, you got to cut them some slack now. Yeah, yeah. People are just. I, I'm seeing some, and I don't mean to take this on an, in, into a negative space, but I'm, I'm seeing some really ugly sides of people. Like, I walked out, out of, like, and they're just not putting up with things, right? They're not helping out. I walked out of Coles the other day, and Coles near me right now, they, they have somebody there who's putting sanitizer on your hands as you go in, and that's fine, whatever. Like, that's cool. And I see this lady walk in, and the the girl who's trying to sanitize her hands, the lady's like, nah. Well, I'm sorry, that's that's kind of a condition of entry is that I have to sanitize your hands. She's like, nah, you know, my hands are so goddamn dry from washing them so goddamn much. Uh, why should I have to sanitize? I just washed them. And I'm thinking, dude, like, just chill out, man. Like, just let the ladies, let the girl sanitize your hands. Don't be a dick. Yeah. Just, like, just follow the rules. And it scares the hell out of me, dude. I don't mean to sound gross, but do you know how many times I've been in the men's room and I see people do their thing and then walk out and not wash their hands? Yeah. That freaks me out. I'm like, dude, you should be like, what? I know where mine's <laughs> been and I still clean it. So I have no idea where yours yeah. has been. So you should double scrub that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, that's not okay. Like, man, wash your damn hands. Yeah. People, wash your hands. <laughs> Weird. I, dude, I sanitize for like 10 minutes after I blow my nose. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm going through so much moisturizer and stuff at the moment. My hands are so dry. But you know what? You suck it up. And what you don't do is you don't get upset at some poor lady who's making minimum wage, who's just trying to do what she's been told to do by the company. Exactly. Don't take it out exactly. on that person. We're all in this together. So, yeah. That's it. Just like chill out, everybody. Where we are all together, of course, is on the Breaking the Barrier social media. So don't forget to check us out and share what you're doing on the Instagram, instagram.com forward slash Breaking the Barrier podcast, or on facebook.com forward slash Breaking the Barrier podcast. And join that Breaking the Barrier Facebook community we talk about, which is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Breaking the Barrier running. That's where we've had a couple of things to shout out. Over the last week or so, um, Absolutely. it seems like we had competing country days over the last week or so. We had 1st of July was Canada Day, and then the 4th of July was the American uh, something, something, something. I don't know if it's that important. Um, you, I noticed that more people, however, posted their 4th of July workout than the 1st of July workout. A score of 5 to 3 4th of July was. Oh, so. snap. So well done to Steve, Dean, Desiree, Buddy, and Jennifer, who worked out on the 4th of July. And commis- America! Sorry. <laughs> and commiserations to Jody, Tony, and Lenny, who backed the winning or backed the losing crew on the 1st of July for Canada Day. But well done to both of you for being patriotic uh, to the country that you may or may not live in. What other shout-outs did we have over the last week or so as people have sort of adjusted to getting back into isolation? Yeah, well, today on the first day of second lockdown, it's like second breakfast if you're a hobbit. Um, I just want to give a, we want to give a shout out to Maria, who actually ran her fastest 5K of 2020 at a time of 26:16, which is amazing considering she's been battling some serious ankle injury for the past like oh my god, it's been over a year I think at this point, maybe two, I don't even know. Yep. So well done, Maria. Keep kicking butt. 
we also had Alison McIntyre posted as well. She got out today, first day of second lockdown, and knocked over her five kilometer as well. So good on you, Alison, keeping that routine going and, and not letting you know these disruptions disrupt the stuff which we can control. We still are allowed to get out there and exercise, so good on you for doing it. Totally. Oh, your boy Daryl. You do this one. I just saw Daryl. What, what do you got to say to Daryl? So Tuesday, Daryl was home by himself. Uh, his uh, kids were away at different grandparents and his wife was away with two of the other kids. And so Daryl did what any man would do when he has the house for himself. Uh, at two o'clock in the afternoon, he started running a 50 kilometer backyard ultra. So I thought you were going somewhere else with that. Okay. Most people would have thought so. But no, Daryl at two o'clock went out and did a seven kilometer lap. And then waited till wow. three o'clock, did another seven o'clock lap, and ended up doing seven laps of just over seven kilometers per lap to finish at over 50 kilometers. Um, I got the opportunity to run with him for about nine or 10 Ks, and it was really interesting to see how well he's pulled up after it. Um, he, we went for a run this morning, and yeah, he joked that he was happy that it was only 8Ks and, and not 11Ks, and we took it easy, but for him to, to be able to go out and be running very, very smoothly just you know, 24 hours after doing a, a 50K run is amazing. So I think it goes, I'm really recommending to people now who want to dip their toe into the ultra water, um, that backyard ultra format, I really recommend you checking that out and giving it a go. It seems to be a really, quote unquote, easy way to rack up your first ultra if you're at all interested yeah. in doing that. That's a great idea. Yeah, that's a great idea. I, you know, I must admit, when I saw that he had done that, I was just like, it kind of, it just got, it got me thinking, like when I start doing a little bit more long distance thing, I think that's probably, that'll probably be the way that I do my first ultra if I do uh, my first ultra, which I'm sure I will. Yeah, and you, and uh, will be that kind of backyard. And you don't have to do seven kilometers a lap. You could do, I know I saw um, one which is every four hours you do four kilometers for 48 hours or something like that. And that's another way that you can get to a marathon. Um, and a little bit of that is, you know, trying to run every four hours so you're operating off very little rest. Um, but the backyard ultra of just every hour on the hour, go run a lap and just keep going till you can't go anymore. It's It seems quite easy to rack up some big distances. I mean, I did 100Ks earlier this year and um, probably knowing what I know now, I think I could go further than that again. Yeah, nice. We'll, we'll see you next year, hopefully. Mm, fingers crossed. Indeed. So Andy and Maria, again, we're going to give a shout out. Maria, obviously, we've, of course, already shouted out for the fastest 5K, but she's part of this next shout out uh, for the Bravehearts Virtual 777, where, of course, they did the 7K, seven different locations in seven days, which is really exciting. So that's, of course, to uh, raise money. Yeah, raise money and raise awareness for children who are victims of sexual abuse. Uh, and, and sort of predatory behavior. Really important to have done that one at this time because normally we would have been doing the actual Bravehearts marathon leg in Melbourne and the people would have been doing the seven marathons in seven states, um, finishing with the Gold Coast Marathon, but that's not on as well. So Bravehearts 777 was out there to let people do different stuff as well. Um, well done, Andy, Maria. I'm sure if people want to help donate to that cause, they can find it online. And I'm again, Putting it out there that next year, 2021, my intention is to do the proper Braveheart 777. So uh, once we get some information on if and how that will go ahead next year, uh, I'm definitely throwing my hat in the ring for that. That's crazy. I hope that that does. I'd love to. I'd love to not do that with you, but I'd love to watch. <laughs> you can come to Melbourne with me. We could go back to Canberra. You've done Canberra before. We need to do the Canberra Marathon when that's back as well. You need to avenge yourself yeah. there. I, I feel like I do too. I feel like I do too. I need to go kick. I want to go back and do Canberra Marathon with you. Yes. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's a good one. I mean, it's hilly, but it's it's a lot of fun. It's a great atmosphere. Yeah. And this last shout-out goes to Simon, who had a 10K PB the other day, basically 41 minutes and change. That's, that's, that's crazy quick. fast, dude. He's going to be doing sub-40, I think, in, like, the next 12 months. Yeah, that's I so just, quick. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. I, I That's ridiculous. That's all I can say. Yeah. But really, man, that is, that's amazing, the fact that, you know, it's it's really – it just it is, a, is a testament to – motivation and staying accountable to yourself because right now it's really hard to do that. I know. I get it. We all get it. But the fact that Simon can stay that dedicated and motivated to go out and shoot a PB. Dude, 10K, if you've never run a 10K PB, it is hard. I would much rather run a hard marathon than a hard 10K. Yeah. Absolutely. And I'd rather run a hard 10K than a hard 5K. Uh, 10Ks are hard, man. They're just in that wheelhouse of, holy shit, this is not terribly long, but it's long enough that when you're running it for speed, you feel it. Yep. It, um, a 10K is, is, like in a half marathon or a marathon, you've got the ability to sort of back off and recover and then push again. If you want to set a, a fast PB for a 10K, you've just got to go all out go. the whole way. and you got to hang on. Yeah, it's, it's, just, it's just 41 minutes and change is just fast that's so fast i i can't even think yeah. about do- that's legitimately 10 percent faster than i could do it um yeah just, that's uh you know which is a lot that's probably almost a kilometer yeah. faster than i would do it in i'd be at the 9k mark when he's finishing what's your 10k my 10k pb is like 44 minutes or something so he's almost that's my 10k four minutes ahead of me yeah 44 what i don't know 44 what's yours uh-uh, um you tell me first. no mine's i think mine's one less than yours <laughs> Uh, yeah, okay. Actually, I think mine's 4418 to be I'm pretty sure it's 4418. Mine's 4417. That's amazing. What a coincidence. Okay. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, okay. All right. That's cool. I'll go find it for you. Um, <laughs> yeah, but yes, short answer, Simon's way faster than both of us. Okay. Okay. So I'm cutting away so that I can tell you all what the actual PBs are. Like, I'm not even upset. So here it is. Okay. So obviously, Zach and I spoke about this when we hit unrecord so my pb no i'll start with zach's okay we're gonna start with zach's his was 4417 okay mine was 4418 but here's the deal ladies and gentlemen mine was 4418 at 10.02 kilometers so that 0.02 kilometers on my garmin i feel like cost me the race so i'm gonna say my pb was actually 4416 there's just no record of it. So 44.18 for point for 10.02 kilometers. Um, that is all. Okay, bye. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> three minutes. If you don't think three minutes sounds like a long time, so go long. and wait for three minutes at the finish line. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's a long time. You can listen to a whole song in that time. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. So, Way to go, Simon. So well done, Simon. Well done, everyone. There's 13 names there that we just rattled off of people who are not going to let the next six weeks of isolation stop them. If you're not in Melbourne, Victoria, if you're somewhere else in Australia or somewhere else in America, you're probably still dealing with some sort of restrictions or guidelines. Um, remember to take the challenge that Andrew has set to step up and control what you can. Don't let this mm. just continue to be the new normal. Make it your new normal. Um, don't just accept Absolutely. it. Do what you can do like those people we just spoke about. That's right. That's right. 
So, well, that's. Uh, do we have anything else that we want to talk about? Tonight? No, I'm surprised we spoke for an hour. To be honest, um, I thought. Did we? We did. Yeah, I've got 57 minutes on the clock. Oh wow! Yeah, good for us. That felt really short. Yeah, I felt like we were done at 15 minutes, but then, as our listeners know and love, well, that's what we do. We keep going. Yeah, we can. We can. Yeah, we, we we segue into new conversations. I think better than any other any other podcast. I'll be interested to see the <laughs> feedback on the bonk ban. And whether or not they thought that we were accurate with that. Or if you'd like to hear more. Well, I think they'd probably like to hear more. Okay, we'll investigate the bonk ban and we'll do a MIDI for that. We'll do... Well, I think we for a mini episode on that, we'd have to call it a quickie. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know where you were going with that for a second. <laughs> and then I got it. It made me laugh. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. All right. Yay. On that note, I've been Zach... And I've been Andrew, and this has been the podcast that hopes to inspire you to go above and beyond what you ever thought possible. Thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you next time.